stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. Now, if you own a small business or even a medium-sized business, or even if you don't even own a business, are you having trouble being efficient? And now, if you said no, I don't reckon you're telling the truth because I think all of us have become procrastinators. All of us have sort of become a little sluggish since the pandemic. And I think we've become overwhelmed and there's a lot going on in our lives um, where, you know, a lot of us are really struggling to sort of get ourselves organised and get our head into the right place. Now, today I'm chatting with Liz Fleming, aka the Efficiency Coach. And she has got some amazing tips for you. She's a business mentor and accountant um, based in Gippsland. She knows a thing or two about creating efficiencies in your business. And I reckon this is a uh, an episode that most people are going to want to listen to and get heaps and heaps of tips from Liz. And her promise is uh, more profit, more time and more fulfillment. And I reckon you can't go wrong with that. And we do talk about... Um, you know, what's important in your life and what do you value and how can you maximise your time so that you can, uh, I guess, put more effort into what you truly value. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome, Liz. Hello. Great to have you. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. We've been chatting for a long time and, you know, I, I've got so many amazing people sitting in the background and, and and I think I must get them on the podcast and then it takes me weeks and weeks, sometimes months to get them on. But um, you're one of them and you just, uh, you know, you're doing some amazing stuff and I'm always intrigued with you, uh, you know, being the efficiency coach and, you know, it's kind of like I think, God, a lot of people need that. God, a lot of people need that. So you agree, don't you? <laughs> A lot of people say that and then they realise how hard it is and they go, oh, oh, really? Um, but I'm all about starting small um, with efficiencies and working out some really um, really easy fixes to begin with to see where you are the most inefficient to start there because that's the easiest. Let's do some quick wins and then keep going. Um, but also I find some things that are really basic to me in terms of efficiency, people think, oh, that's just amazing. And I'm like, oh, that's. Um, so just different perspectives and, and sometimes making an awareness of people's um, efficiencies and what they can do to help them out is also part of it as well. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love what you just said then that, that things that you think are just, you, you know, just part, part of your every day. I was on a call last night and I was talking about that. I'm saying, yeah, but, you know, I'm talking about making statements about what you do. And I'm like, yeah, but that's like, that's like obvious, you know, stating the obvious. And they're like, Karen, what you're not getting is 
just just because you get it, it doesn't mean that everybody else is skilled in that. And it, I took a bit of a punch in the head with that last night. You know, it's kind of like that's so true. And we do expect that what we're good at, you know, we, we kind of like, well, I don't understand why everyone's not doing this. And Absolutely, yeah. Or that they'll like, you know, just think that's amazing. And I remember when I first started out, I thought, right, I'm going to write a whole lot of efficiency tips. And I was kind of going that complicated level and I shared them with some friends and they were like, these are too hard. And so then I really, a bit like yourself, I was like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, I was like, what? Then we talked about some basic ones. I'm like, yeah, they're great. I'm like, really? So I think, you know, it's taking that, um, you know, sharing what your knowledge and then actually taking that feedback on board as well to um, make sure that you connect with other people and what they really need and what they want. Because everyone's busy. And so some of those simple things are the most profound and they just need those little reminders. Um, or they've done them in the past and then they're like, yeah, I used to do that. I need to bring that back into my life. Um, yeah. One example I always use with clients is if they're busy, especially small businesses with um, home and family and they're all in the same space and we're trying to make them more efficient. And it's not also just about the hour they might save by getting a cleaner. It's the 10 hours they worry about not having a clean house for the Sunday and still not doing it. Whereas they know that the cleaner can come in on a Tuesday, pay them the money and away they go. They've got a clean house for a few more days and um, we repeat the process. And you're freeing up that 10 hours of worry rather than the one hour of time that they could have taken to clean, but they just don't do it. Um, And then also working with them to say, well, why don't you want to do it? Because you don't like doing it. So let's outsource and, and become more efficient in the process. Yeah. I read somewhere that, you know, every time we we switch topics or we worry about something, we're losing like two hours every time we just do a switch, you know. I think we don't realise how much time gets squandered, you know, by worrying about stuff and, and by procrastinating and by being overwhelmed. And it's it, it takes a lot. And when you said about, you know, we are just talking about going back to that previous topic, you know, it's about being an expert. And I don't like the word expert. I think, you know, it's a bit sucky, but... Um, you know, people label you as that, Do you, you know, and, and, and someone asked me last week, what, 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 what's your expertise? And I said, oh, I don't think I'm a bloody expert in anything. And they're mm. like, what? <laughs> you know, and I think this is, um, I, I really do think that when we do something so well and so brilliantly and so easily, it does become expertise. Do you, you know, so it like, does, but I don't, I think we don't think of it like that because yeah. it's just, we've grown up with it or it's just been instilled in us or we've learned it and we didn't set out to be an expert. So I'm about the same as you to be labeled as an expert. I'm like, Oh no, this is just what I do. And this is how I help people. And this is what I want to share. And we also find that easy because that's in our wheelhouse. So um, yeah, the, the word expert, yes, people can call me that, but I definitely don't call myself an efficiency expert. I'm not perfect. Um, but I will try and help people to become more efficient and that's all we can do. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's only about being a step ahead of someone else, you know, that who needs your help and that's, that's all there is to it. But And I think with efficiency, it's also um, some people want to be more efficient than others. Some people are happy to be less efficient in some areas and more efficient than others. Um, so it completely depends on the person. So one efficiency tip might not be relevant for you. It might be something you already do. Um, and for another person, oh no, that's, uh, brilliant and that's what they want to focus on for the start so um, it's about tailoring that approach as well and getting them to understand what's important to them because I could suggest something that they like oh, I don't really don't really that's not important to me so I'm not going to worry about that um, and that's 
that's what I enjoy about my job as well is um, getting to understand why people think they're inefficient. Because sometimes people can think they're inefficient and I'm like, actually, you're not too bad compared to everyone else or mm. in, in relation to something. So, yeah. No, I love it. I love it. So you, you, you mentioned before, oh, you know, that's just what we've grown up with. That's just what we do. Sort of. So take us back into your life, you know, like when you were younger. Did, did you grow up as an efficient little girl? Or, or is it? Is it or tell us about you. Like, what's the journey to, to this? Well, I think I did because I grew up on a farm in New Zealand, um, in case you can't notice the accent. Um, <laughs> and so I always say to people, on a farm, you can't do things slowly or wrong, or you've got to do things well and quickly the first time. Um, and I suppose it's just what we always instill. We're, you know, mum's quite efficient. Um, there were five of us kids, so I suppose there wasn't time to be inefficient. Um, she ran a pretty tight ship, and I suppose we're all, we've all um, grown up with that. And same with I went to boarding school, so you had to, you know, you had to fend for yourself and um, were quite independent from the beginning. Um, and, you know, pack up every term and then on the weekends and all that sort of stuff. So I think all that's growing um, as well. And then I think from high school doing economics and before you were talking about what our skills are and our, and I remember learning about specialisation and that's, you know, that's an old, um, that's, that's how the economy is growing where people have done what they're good at. So that's what we're doing. Um, and, yeah, and I've always, like to do things well and and being able to be smart about how I work and one thing that I've always asked myself is there a better way to do this um, not just for the sake of it but for the you know I don't want to waste my time I don't want to be sitting around twiddling my thumbs just because or taking time longer than it should to do something because let's move on to the next thing and, and let's try and get some mundane jobs done quickly so we can move on to the more exciting things and that's what I um, that's the philosophy I take with small businesses and my clients to say right let's try and get efficient in some really easy things and then we can free up your time and your mind to you know, do those harder tasks or those thought-provoking tasks or those tasks that never get done and left to the last minute, um, you know, strategy and the, and the fun things as well. You know, we don't, um, one thing I do say with efficiency, we don't need to be efficient all the time, you know, um, it's a bit like being busy. We don't need to be busy all the time, but when we can be targeted about what we are efficient about, then it makes for a better life all round. Mm, yeah, love it. What's your definition of efficiency? Um, I think it's really just not wasting time or resources um, and also focusing on what needs to be done, so that priority as well. Um, we can be efficient in getting stuff done, but if it's not the right things that we're doing and not effective, then that's a waste of time too. So um, I think efficiency and effectiveness go in hand in hand um, and doing the right things at the right time. Um, for yeah. that overall approach and making sure that you're thinking about your long-term and short-term at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I also love what you said before about you, you're wasting time. And, and I think as you get older too, you start to really start really thinking about, God, every, every minute that goes, I can never have that back. And, and I'm noticing it. I'm nearly 60 and I'm really noticing time because I'm thinking, I don't know how much time I've got left and I'm not trying to be morbid about that, but I think, my God, you know, every day I squander, I can't have back. And I think that mindset really pushes you towards more efficiency as well. You know, just thinking, well, we, we can't have back any time that we've thrown away, none. So 
We might as well be efficient. And also just bringing in the things, if you don't want to be doing it, um, there's probably someone out there that can do it that does enjoy doing it, so let them do it. Yeah. And that's, that's it, isn't it? It's the same thing about being an expert or whatever. It, it, it was, we, we think that because we don't like it, someone else won't like it. But other people love doing some stuff that we can't stand doing. And so we can bring bring joy to somebody else by, by giving it to them. No, I absolutely love it. Listen, you do, um, you've got to focus on regional and rural. Um, why, why is that? Like you're really hell-bent to help regional rural businesses what's your passion for that um I think just growing up rurally and living in Gippsland now so still regionally um and I always say I have the best of both worlds where I live in the country um and still have you know two hours from the city um I now do spend half my time in the city um I've got myself an apartment in, in Melbourne so can can do both but I think it's just about Sometimes the country and regional is always forgotten about um, and just trying to get those business owners to strive to do the best they can and to be supported. Um, A lot of people focus on the city and, you know, there's some fabulous businesses in region or areas and they're just as passionate about um, their business as what a city person might be. But sometimes there's not the opportunities. You know, we don't have the population, um, so you've got to be smarter and a little bit uh, different and yeah I just am passionate about helping those businesses to be the best they can be um, and having that understanding you know I've lived in the cities I've lived in London um, so I can do both but having a real understanding of how tough it can be in region um, around staffing having to you know, put your new business out to um, the area and trying to convince people of your value. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day where they just, same service, but the difference in charging rates, I think we're talking about PT services between city and regional, which is crazy. Um, And I think that does just come down to a value base um, and and the, the luxuries that we have, but also people's people living in the country have a different take on lifestyle as well. Um, So it's also, you know, clients that I work with when we're talking about efficiency might not necessarily be about growing bigger or better. It might be about doing the same with less or a little bit more with the same, um, which is a different approach. You know, I think um, we are starting to value what we want in life. Um, and that might not necessarily be more money. It might be more helping people or employing more staff or having more of an impact on the community um, and creating some efficiencies to um, create that is what I'm passionate about. And I do love working with, you know, face-to-face with clients, learning their story about why they're in business. Um, and that's where I really get um, my kicks from in terms of, I, you know, I get to work with so many different businesses and be involved in them and be part of the team without being there every day. Yeah, I love that. And it's, isn't it funny that as well with creating efficiencies is that we, we when you have a small business or when you're starting a startup or, you know, when you're doing, you know, working for yourself, we do tend to 
um, work too many hours in the business. You know, we and what we what we actually want is to have much more balance and to have much more time with our family and that sort of stuff. And I know it's hit me many times. You know, I've found myself at ten o'clock at night still sitting there editing a podcast or something like that. And what I, what I really want to do is be sitting out on the couch with my partner. You know, but um, and I have got better at it. But I think when you're talking efficiencies, that's that's probably a really big thing that where you can help people get their life back. And and it might sound like a cliche but it's it's um it's not it's such a it's such an important thing and I think over the pandemic we've really started to start questioning you know what's important we we did think that hustle and grind was important or growing the business was important or this that but now we've sort of sat back and gone you know what my family is more important didn't you know my people I love uh, is where I want to put more of my time so I think the more efficient you are, the the more time you can spend with those you you care about. Absolutely, and that's it's working out what they do want. You know, I have clients that come to me and said, "I want to work less hours," so we work through the strategy and brainstorm what they can do differently, and then they come through all these ideas, and then at the end of it, I'm like, "Hang on, you're still going to be working until midnight, so that's not going to work either." Um, so it's about finding the boundaries, finding that balance, as you say but then really working out what are their core values and what's really important to them and then taking the leap of faith. Sometimes it might mean that they need to hire some staff because we can't do it all. We all, as business owners, already wear enough hats. And sometimes it's scary thinking, well, hang on, that means I've got to pay cash out to people when there's not, that cash might not be coming in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that allows you as a business owner to focus on those cash generating activities to be able to grow the business in the way that you want to. Um, and I completely agree where I think COVID has settled that, that paradigm of working more hours means more money and all that sort of stuff, which isn't always true for now. Um, and reevaluating, um, and you know, the, those memes that go around on Facebook about how we all want to be business owners and have more freedom, and then yet we're working every night till midnight. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm the same as you, you know, I've only sort of this year made a real conscious effort to say that I'm not working on the weekends. Um, and, and the last couple of years have been fine because there's been nothing else to do, but now I want my life back. Um, and just trying to juggle that and work out what that looks like and, and how that changes my business as well. Um, yeah. That means now that I've had to, you know, not be available to clients five days a week um, because I'd sort of catch up on the weekend. Um, whereas now I'm like, no, Mondays are my days and Fridays are sort of client-free days as well. I'm putting those own boundaries for myself in place and it's been working wonders. Um, yeah. I think if you set that target of, you know, I'm not going to work past six o'clock and that's tea time and then, um, you know, the nights yourself and you feel a lot more recharged as well to, to get up and go the next morning. I think that in itself is an efficiency because you're going to be more focused when you do sit down at your desk or go and do work or whatever as well. So yeah. um, and again with hiring staff, if you've got people that are depending on you to pay their wages, you need to make sure that your business is running so that money's coming in so that they can be paid and you can be paid as well. So that's a really big thing as well. Yeah. I love that you're saying about um, blocking out time in your calendar because I've done that too. I was just opening my whole calendar I used to for podcasts, you know, and I have them at all times. And now I'm like, no, it's a Monday or a Thursday and that's all I'm available for it. And then Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I block right off for everything. Do you, you know, it's, it's because I then I can focus 
on programs? Do you, you know, like if I'm writing, if, you, if you're writing a program or you're doing sort of some prep for stuff, you actually need a block. You know, you can't just have interferences all the time. So I'm the same as you. I've been, and I've cut off my weekends. There's, there's no way I'm, unless it's a gig, you know, I do a lot of emceeing and that sort of stuff. So, of course, some of that's on weekends, but not, not, not just sitting there, you know, plugging away at the desk. I've really stopped that. So, yeah, I love it. What, what do you reckon is the biggest thing that most people waste? time on uh i reckon just procrastination just not doing what they should be doing you know thinking about it without doing it sort of saying oh i need i know i need to go and do that really important thing whatever it might be and then they go off and do something else that didn't really need to be done or you know they've um i've got a few clients or farmers and i'll go and shift the cows or i'll go and check this and i'm like well hang on what are you doing you know um and i think calling them out on that as well um People don't know they're doing it. And I one thing I do get my clients to do at the start is do a week timetable and they take around their piece of paper for seven days and write down by the hour what where they've spent their time so we can see where they're wasting their time or or for the purpose of if you're going to get another staff member and what can you what jobs can you batch up to to give to someone else and you know, people will think they only spend half an hour on emails a day and all of a sudden one day they've spent three hours on emails or customer, you know, and so then trying to get some um, get some structure in place with some templates or um, outsource or, you know, delegating or outsourcing those kind of things. The things that they, they're easy, but they're taking up a whole lot of time. Yeah. Um, and in the real strategic stuff or the stuff that's going to bring in some more revenue or more projects or more collaborations, that's what's getting squeezed at the end. So sort of flipping it around. Um, and I think also people waste time on things that they know they're not good at, that they know they should be delegating it, but they're just too scared to or um, they don't want to lose the control. So I work with clients to be like, okay, we need to create a process to make sure that you're comfortable with that other person doing it, whoever that may be, because we don't then want to create a situation where they're then worried about that person doing that job exactly like they should be, or that they're going to go and redo it later on because that defeats the whole purpose. So setting those up, and I always talk a lot about um, setting expectations for, you know, the clients and the staff both ways and making sure everyone's on the same page at the beginning because that saves a whole lot of time in the yep. end yep. Um, because we've got to be comfortable. And losing that control, especially when you've built up the business yourself, um, and, you know, no one's going to do it like you. We, we all know that, but they can do it 80%, 90% of it. Um, and so some of my clients are those um, typical perfectionists, perfectionists and they need to let go of that a little bit. Um, and that's not to um, decrease the quality or that strive for excellence. It's just being pragmatic about we can't do everything and picking out what you do want to do, what brings you joy, what you're good at, and the rest of the stuff someone else needs to do. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard, isn't it? Because you know, one of my flaws is that I need to get some flyers made up. You, you know, and and but where I'm getting stuck is that I've got to find the time to actually decide what I want on the flyers. You know, I, I need to sort of gather some information. I can't just say to someone, make me a flyer, can you? You know, because they're like, what do you want on it? And I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know yet. So, you know, it's little things like that when you run a business too. You but know? I think something like Absolutely. But I think something like that, if you've got a designer in, in mind, go to them and say, right, I want to do this flyer and get them to direct you what they need. So they'll say, okay, I need the copy, I need the words. And then you say to them, 
set the date, get them to set the deadline. And so say, right, when do you want it by? And they'll say Friday next week. And you're like, right. That's one thing that I get people to do is either self-imposed deadlines or work with someone else in that instance, get them to set a deadline and I bet you'll do it. All right. Oh, you're on. I'm going to do that because I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've got that, I've got it sitting here on my desk, you know, get flies done. And it's like, oh, yeah, I've just, I will, I'll come back to that. So thank you. You give me a prompt. I'm oh, the other thing to do with something like that, if you've got an, a task that you've been putting off and putting off, and you know, deep down, it's probably going to take you, what, 15 minutes, 20, half an hour to write those words. Um, and just block off you know, two, I always sort of say two 15-minute blocks, maybe one tomorrow and one next week, and you've at least started it and then you'll get it done as well. Um, And don't set too many of those tasks in a week. Sort of pick two or three things of that week at the start of the week and say, right, by Friday or even by Thursday, I always say take a day off the deadline because if you haven't done it, you've still got a day to to do it. And then by the end of Friday, you're like, cool, I did those three things. I didn't care about anything else. They were my priority for the week. So setting yourself up. um, And I think efficiency is also about planning. Um, So planning out your month, planning out your week, planning out your day um, on those little snippets of time. And we know things go wrong. You know, you can plan over plan and then get, again, we don't want to get frustrated that, oh, well, I ended up having a longer lunch. So that hour that was, yeah, it was planned for that particular thing didn't happen we need to be flexible and adaptable but at least setting that intention of I'm going to get these three done these three things done today or this week um, can be really powerful and the accountability that's what I say to people I provide the accountability I'm not going to do the work for you I'm going to help you and encourage you and plan it out with you and really get to the nitty-gritty of what you need to be doing and what's best for your business um, based on your goals and what you want to achieve but having that accountability because otherwise um, we'll do it when we're working for someone else someone sets a deadline and you work hard to get it done and in a small business sometimes there aren't deadlines sometimes there are um, for some of it and then some things there aren't so we need to be self-imposing some of those deadlines but again some people don't work like that I work better to a deadline um and if I've got it booked in and if there's someone else there with me um, or I know that someone's relying on me, I'll definitely do it. Um, and then there's other things like I'm probably guilty as well. I've got some brochures that I need to write up. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I know that ones I do it, but I don't know if it's a fear thing or if it's just that it's um, the actual task of having to write about what I do. Um, and sometimes it is easier to give it to someone else. Um and ironically, I'm quite good at reviewing stuff, but not so good at writing stuff from the start. So again, it depends on what you um, are good at. And, and even with um, back to your um, flyer example, even just having a discussion with the designer saying, hey, look, I, I don't really know what to write. If they, you know, just do it together. Just say, look, can we sit down for 10 minutes? Because they might say, look, we only need 10 words in a picture. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because, it, you know, I, I promised her, I sent her a, a text, you know, a month ago saying, oh, I'll send you the stuff and I still haven't done it. So, um, yeah, maybe you and I need to go the same one so that we'll get it done. Uh, that's good. So what about um, to-do lists? What, what do you reckon about that? Well, I reckon a to-do list, unless it's written down, it's not on your to-do list. There are so many people that keep their to-do list in their head. Um, and I think, you know, there's a lot of research around the catharticness of actually writing it down and getting out of your head. And then also having the list in front of you to visually see, right, oh, what do I need to do? 
Um, I always say to people, you need to be planning out what you want to do for the for the month, week, and then break each day. Um, at the end of each day for the next day, say, right off, what have I finished today? What have I not finished? What's on the list for tomorrow? Um, and looking ahead and then putting it away. Um, and then, you know, starting that day with, here's my list. Um, some people um, start their day with the hardest thing. Um, I personally don't do that. I like to tick off a couple of really easy things. Um, my easy thing, if I'm sometimes not motivated, I'll go into zero, my finances, being an accountant, and I'll just quickly, I've got a couple of um, clients that I do their bookkeeping for or even my own. I'll just go in and do five minutes and if I that'll get me going. So I'm like, cool, sweet, done that, next thing, next thing, next thing. And it all compounds as well. And then ticking it off, as, um, off the list so you can either cross it out or highlight it um, once it's finished. So at the end of the day or at the end of the week, you have a really colourful page of, oh, look what I've done. Um, <laughs> and only be a couple of things to move on to next week's list. And being kind to yourself, you know, I think I always sort of say to people, sometimes I might sound a little bit bossy and you need to do this, this and this. I'm not going to come back to you and be like, why didn't you do all of this? As long as you know why it wasn't done or you know, you're okay with it not being done and it can go into next week. But then again, you can um, put little techniques in like if it's gone from one week to the next week and then the next week, like three times, it needs to go on the absolute priority list. Yep, um, yep. Or say to yourself, how, how urgent or how valuable is that task? Because it might be that it's actually not needed at all. Um, or can someone else do it as well? So it's having those um, prompts for yourself to, to really evaluate what needs to be done um, and when and who by, you know, people have got staff members um, that have got a lot more skills than they've been hired for and we need to utilise them as well. So I'm a big believer of having your team meetings, um, even if it's five, 10 minutes every day or once a week or something so that they know what you're working on, you know what they're working on. Um, and then everyone's just happier. And then if people don't have work or they've got a bit of downtime or they're waiting for something, there's that encouragement to come and ask for more work or to help someone else out. So I think that's really important. I think that's one thing that's not done in small business as well as in corporate. Um, and that's what I'm trying to encourage as well is getting everyone working as a team. Um, it's not just the owners and the staff. It's you're all one team and you're all trying to strive for the same thing and um, work together. Um, and that'll create efficiencies in the first place because if people don't know what someone else is doing, you can end up doubling up, you can end up stuff being missed and mistakes being made. Um, and then that can have a, a detrimental flow on effect to the rest of your business as well. Yeah. God, there was so much in that. But I love the, I, well, I love it all actually, but I love the um, start with little tasks. That's what I do. I always tick off tick off three or four things at the start and, and it makes me feel like I'm on top of it. It makes me feel like, wow, look at everything I've achieved. I've achieved so far. And then, then I look at the big thing and think, oh, God, all right, I've got to get that one done. And it's, um, you know, editing podcasts, every single, people don't realise this, but every single podcast takes me about eight to ten hours every single podcast by the time I plan it you, you know uh, record it you know do the edits do, do, uh, upload it and it's um you know that's one of my big tasks that I look at every day and think oh god jeez damn you know, there are people that do editing for podcasts that you could outsource to yes I know that but there's a reason I don't, but we won't go into that. There's a, <laughs> there's a reason I don't. But anyway, and I will one day, but uh, right now uh, there's a big Now, 
Um, so before you start telling me off, uh, <laughs> the, the other part to business is you're talking about, um, you know, teams and, and being overwhelmed and, you know, um, raising capital and raising money and that sort of stuff. And one of the ways we can uh, get more money for our business, you know, is through grants. And a lot of people are, including myself, uh, the word grants puts me off. It kind of like I think, oh, my Godfather, I could not be bothered doing that, you know. And there's, I bet I'm missing out on a lot of opportunities and there's going to be a lot of people like me who are also missing out. And so I know that you've sort of started, you've moved your business a little bit so that you're really, really focusing a lot on helping people with grant writing and that. And tell us more about that because it's, it is something a lot of people dismiss. It really is. It is, yeah. So grants, um, I'm pretty fortunate. I was a, um, in a grants team for a couple of um, state government organisations and so I've been on both sides of the grant application process, writing them and assessing them. Um, and I suppose it's just something that I really enjoy um, from a business perspective because it's one way for me to really understand how a business operates, um, what they want to do, how they want to grow. Um, and, you know, grants are one of those funny things. There's some people that just, as you say, completely dismiss them. And then there's other people that actually completely rely on them to run their business. So we've got we've got businesses at both ends of the um, spectrum. And it's really, the way I see it is they're a bonus to your business. Um, but it's about being ready for those grants as well. So that's from knowing what grants are available and keeping up to date with that. Um, so I've actually just created a um, community group in my Facebook to keep people up to date with grants um, called the Efficient Community Group. Um, and this, that's on my Facebook page. And there are so many grants out there, but they're also not always applicable to your business. So it's a bit of a minefield. Um, and that's where, you know, I will use the word, my expertise um, can help people to work out what grants are going to be best to go for, because it can be a waste of time. Um, and, you know, part of my grant writing services is to do that evaluation with a client at the start to say, right, what do you think your project might be? Does it fit the criteria? Do I think they've got a good chance of being um, approved and successful in this grant? And then we go from there. Um, I also, you know, have just created a, a seven-step process of grant, six writing successful grant applications. Um, and the feedback I'm getting from that is people aren't planning the grant applications out like they should be. Um, and sometimes the grants are only open for about four weeks, which is not a lot of time. Um, and that can be for some of the big ones as well, where you've got to get quotes, you've got to get project plans, you've got to get designs. And I've had people ring up the night before grants are due and say, can you help me? And I've just unfortunately had to say no, because it's just not possible. Um, I approach grant writing a bit like applying for a job. You know, you've got to do your research. Um, you've got to read those criteria. And then you've got to know what your project is in your business and how it's all going to work out. Um, mm -hmm. I've also got a program where I work with businesses to get ready for those grants. So even when there's not a grant um, right now, we'll look at the projects that they might have in their pipeline or in their growth plans. We'll actually plan out those projects, go and get the quotes, go and build those relationships with the collaborators, other businesses, people that are going to benefit from that project 
so that when the grant does come out or if there is one that's appropriate, they're ready to go. Um, because also some grants are on first-in, first-come basis um, and people are, you know, working towards that deadline, but sometimes it's just not possible. Um, and we never know. Grants are just so unknown. We never know when they're going to come out. Uh, just because they did them last year doesn't mean that they're going to do them this year. Um, sometimes, as I say, they'll only be a four-week window and other times we also don't know how much funds are available. So if they might be giving away $25,000 grants, but is there going to be four lots of that? Is there 10 lots? Um, and, you know, we're already busy. We're already wearing a million hats in the business. And sometimes people just don't have the time and energy to, um, to do the application. And it's quite a reflective process as well. And that's what I enjoy because I'm asking businesses to, you know, evaluate what their business is doing, where it's been, and they've never had to answer things like that before. Um, and so I find it a really enjoyable process. And, you know, we can't get too caught up in the, the outcome sometimes because we can do a great application with everything and tickle the boxes and we just don't know what the competition. So it's pretty competitive. Um, so my analogy or philosophy for grant writing is to be ready. Um, and that's what my program focuses on to be ready so that when a grant comes out, um, we can be ready to go and, you know, hopefully be successful um, because it, it does take time. They can't be rushed. Um, I've got a client at the moment where we've got two months, which is about the right time. Um, that That's a a grant that's been open for a while or it's a recurring one with a couple of different deadlines so that one we could pre-plan for a little bit more but more often than not um they're like four four to six weeks which is not a lot of time uh, when you're on top of everything else um so I like to say I take some of that stress away and probably <laughs> more stress as well because at the end of the day the businesses have all the information um, I just need to extract it out of them and write it in a way that um, will give them the best shot um, and also that I probably would say that's a pretty efficient process because I will go through the application form and say this is what we need this is when we need it do, and turn the grant writing into a whole project in itself um, and sometimes people in my readiness program might come to the conclusion of that program and think, well, hang on, this isn't going to cost as much as I thought it was, or actually the expected returns are way more than I thought. I can find the funds um, through other means as well and not just relying on the grants um, yeah. because they are a bonus. And, and, you know, you've got to be in to win. Um, if they're there, absolutely apply for them. But sometimes if it's going to cause more stress than... Um, and, and if you don't, just don't have the time, then it's also not worth it. Um, mm. And I think, you know, there's some disdain against the grants as well because you put the grant application in, you've then, you've done a proposed project plan, you then wait the three months until, you know, and you can't start until they say so. And if they say no, then you've lost three months and, you know, all that kind of stuff as well. So they're definitely not designed with a small business in mind, which is unfortunate. Um, but we just need to work around that and do the best we can and that's why I've really taken the approach of being ready so that you can make your own decisions as a business owner um, and, and same with forging those relationships with other businesses you might actually you know pull your funds and go well hang on we can do this together we don't need a grant yeah and I think even if you don't win it even if you don't win the grant just going through that process of like you said you know the reflective process and pulling out information about my business that 
I had in my head and I've never even thought about before. Do you, you know, it's absolutely that and information is valuable. Absolutely. Well, even you can copy and paste some of it and put on your website, you know, um, because I've answered the questions in the grants. Some of these questions people have never asked themselves within their business. And the good thing is that I like about grants is I know nothing about your business. So you have to, you know, so you have to assume I know nothing because I actually do know nothing. And they've got to go right back to basics. And that's really difficult for some people because they've just never done it. Um, and that's that's where the gold is because then they can see how far they've come. They can see, you know, the, the benefits. And also, you know, as you say, the grant, um, even if you're not successful, can be used for so many other purposes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even turning it into a proposal to go to another funder or go to another, you know, um, potential investor to say, look, we've got this project. We really think it stacks up. You know, and it's not about a grant. So it is all about the process. Um, and that's what I enjoy as well. So, you know, and the grant is the bonus. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you've, you've shifted my thinking on that because, you know, I, I would occasionally think I, I, every now and then I get on a bender. Oh, maybe I didn't get a grant to do that. And then I start, I start scouring the grants. And <laughs> by the time I've been in it an hour, I'm like, oh, no. Because everyone you look at is like, oh, no, that's New South Wales. Oh, no, that's only for farmers. Oh, no, that one's. And then you think, I can't do it anymore. So you've, you've turned my thinking around because the, the fact that, you know, all that information is just so useful, as you said, in so many areas of your business. So, yeah, thanks for that. You, so you've turned my thinking around on a couple. That's why I do podcasts because I, <laughs> I get the advantage of turning my thinking around. But, you know, I absolutely love it. So um, what, what what tips have you got overall? Like, like if well, let me give you my get-off-the-bench question. What's the number one thing do you think that people need to do today to get themselves back on the wagon oh you know just to because we've got so much overwhelm at the moment my one number one tip and for some people this might sound really basic and really obvious and other people might be is what have one planner so I don't care whether it's a paper diary or your computer or your phone or on the wall but just have one planner that has everything on it that is the one source of truth so that you can't miss appointments, you can't, you know, you know where the kids are going, everyone knows where mum is and all that sort of stuff, just somewhere, just one, because then we start going, oh, hang on, I've double booked and then you've got to reschedule or you've missed that appointment or you've paid that money or you've forgotten to pick someone up or whatever it might be, but just to create a sense of, you know, to, to, to reduce that overwhelm of, Everything that's going on is having one planner, and I don't, I don't care how it is, it's just one planner that works for you, um, and you have, you know, made that 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 is the one source of truth. So I still, at the moment, use a um, a little paper diary because that's what works for me, um, and, and that's if it's not in the diary, it's not a, you know, it's not a um, an appointment. But that is my number one basic tip in the world of. You know, we're always on our phones, we're always rushing um, and just knowing knowing where it is, the, the, the place to look for where I should be is that, is that one planner. I love that. I have to use two. I have to use um, a, a, um, the, my online calendar because people book in podcasts and, you know, and yep. people book in, um, uh, you know, 
uh, mentoring and stuff like that. So I have to use that. But I transfer it all over to, and I'll just swing this quick because I don't want anyone to see it, but quickly onto it. <laughs> I don't want everyone reading, reading all the names on it. But it's, um, it's, it's um, I always have that, and I have a week printed out at a time, and I put all my appointments on there and everything I need to do for the day, and it's all it's all on the one thing. And so it's it's it makes a hell of a difference because it's that visual oh shit I've got something coming up at one uh, something coming up at eight you know I've got something and and it, and it gets you straight away oh god I've got to go down got to go shopping do you, you know and it's I I agree with it's you good. and I think efficiency is all about focus so trying to create that focus and you know if you were so you've got two because that makes sense and that works for you and that's what you need because you've also got to think of your audience for what we do mm. um but knowing where that is is the most important thing. If you had that in three different places, you wouldn't know where you're at, whereas that piece of paper is gold. It goes everywhere with you um, and, and works. And so yeah. that is, that's my number one efficiency tip um, and then go from there. I absolutely, absolutely love it. And I don't use the online calendar. I only check it first thing in the morning or when an appointment comes in. And then otherwise it's shut down and this is this is a place. But I, I love that tip and I, I'm really a big paper person and not printing out tons and tons of paper, but just uh, that visual thing to me is um, is is excruciatingly important to me and same with hard hard copy books. <laughs> I just I can't get into the e-books, but... Oh, Liz, I've absolutely loved this conversation. You, you've given me some really, real, you've given me some great things to think about. And I think that it's, and there's going to be other people listening to this thinking, oh my God, I never thought about that. You know, that's such a good thing. So, so people can come to you for, you know, to, to help make their business more efficiency, more efficient. And, and can, do you work with individuals as well just to, straighten their life out <laughs> well it's interesting you say that because when I work with business owners we actually look at their personal lives too I don't segregate them so you know a lot of my efficiency tips um can work for personal as well so like you I do mentoring sessions as well um you can book on my website and they can definitely be for an individual um I don't discriminate whether people have got a <laughs> business or not because we're all busy um, and I just want people to be as efficient as they can be in whatever they're doing. I think that's wonderful. So good. So if you need some efficiency help, get onto Liz's website. And um, that's my next question. My final question, where can people find you? Um, so I've got Facebook and Insta and my website is www.theefficiencycoach.com.au. Perfect. And also uh, LinkedIn. So Liz oh, Fleming yeah. on LinkedIn. So I have absolutely loved this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. And you just, you, you, you make it sound so bloody simple. And, um, you know, you got me, you got me really inspired to go and <laughs> double check a few things that I'm doing that I could be doing better. <laughs> well, that's great. Thanks for having me today. I've enjoyed it as well. And um, yeah, I suppose we, we just love what we do and um, you know, it becomes, comes easy to us and I just want to share that with people and work with as many people as I can to um, make them more efficient. Yep, I agree. And when people are happy, we make a better world and that's what I'm about. So, you know, absolutely love it. So, all right, well, thank you. And I can't wait to catch up in person. Eventually, you know, this, uh, now, that we can, now that we can move around, it's, uh, but can't wait for that. So, absolutely. Thank yeah. you. Beautiful. Thanks. See ya. 
Oh, guys, how was that? I absolutely love that. Now, Liz and I have just been chatting for another hour before I even get to this end bit. But I, because everything she's talking about is stuff that, you know, we keep pushing under the carpet, we don't do it, we think, oh, I should do that, I must do that, and, you know, we keep putting it off. And I, I tell you what, we all need to be more efficient. So I hope you got some really great tips out of that. Um, if you want to work with Liz, that's another good thing. Go and have a look at her website, uh, the efficiency I can't say it properly, theefficiencycoach.com.au and, you know, connect with Liz on LinkedIn and oh, i tell you what, I've thoroughly enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed it too. And again, thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com, tick around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode. Just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.